welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, Tim Taylor. Hello! And it is Monday, January 2nd. We are recording this after the Winter Classic. Um, yes. I know we, we, we switched our days to Mondays now, but I thought that it would be better to record this episode after potentially the biggest game of the season so far. Eh, not Not potentially, the biggest game of the season so far. Um, it just seemed, just seemed right. I agree. So, um, so happy new year to everybody. Yeah. And, uh, let's, let's do this thing. Let's get into it. Um, yeah. So winter classic was today. I am exhausted, but it was so worth it. Um, I'm not exhausted because the game was boring, but it also it was boring. Um, <laughs> But the atmosphere was amazing, and that's that's all that matters. It was such a fun play. Like I didn't get to go to Fenway the first time, so I'm very excited and very happy that I got to go to this. Because um, I didn't. I mean, truthfully, I didn't ever think they were going to go back. Why would they go back to the same venue again? You know. I hope they do it every five years. I hope they do it every year. <laughs> every year at Fenway. Every year at Fenway. Just make a different Winter Classic, and then have every year at Fenway. The Boston Bowl. The Boston Bowl. <laughs> um, Bruins don't even have to play in it. No, I'm just kidding. We do. Yeah, imagine um, imagine it's other teams. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, um, I believe it's confirmed. I think I saw Sportsnet post it. Do you know who's going to be playing in the Winter Classic next year and where? No. <sighs> I don't know if you're going to be happy or, or mad about this, but it's Seattle and Vegas huh? at the Mariners Stadium. No, I'm in on that. I mean, it's cool, but like you know that everybody's gonna be all mad and up in arms, like you know, all oh, these teams only the 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 newest teams get a Winter Classic before the the Islanders and before this and that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, because guess what? <laughs> They're like top five in the league in revenue for both teams. So yeah, they want teams that are gonna make them money, which is why all of these teams that have winter classics typically get them over and over again, like the Bruins and Pittsburgh and Washington and Chicago, because they make money. They're yes. not going to put in the Islanders when like 10,000 people are going to go and that's going to be it. Not even. So I don't know, man. It's just, I think it's a great, it's a smart business move. First of all. Uh, but yeah, I think it's great. That's awesome. It also gets people invested in those two teams more than they already are. And, and, you know, the Kraken are having a good second year. Sure. Solid. I mean, turned it around. Did we expect them to be Vegas the first year? I didn't. I expected them to be bad. Well, it didn't look like the, yeah, it didn't look like the draft went the same way. Right. Like, Vegas, it was like, whoa, this team's pretty good. And the Kraken, it was like, gross. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was exactly what it was like. Yeah, yucky. Uh oh. But that's how it should be. <laughs> yeah. Currently tied with the Oilers in the wild card, forty-two points. Go Kraken, dude. I'm a crackhead. You are. You are. It. You have been known to be a crackhead. Known. Known. But anyways, back to back to the uh, Bruins Winter Classic today. Let me just say this. Shout out Jake DeBrusque. I mean, wow! I know, I know, dude. Wow. Look, I've been getting this all day. People act like I'm a Jake DeBrusque hater, and I'm not. You're not, but you're not a lover. 
I loved him today. And I no, listen, I was a Jake. He can DeBrusque. dance as dumb as he wants to dance now. I was a Jake DeBrusque lover. And then that was the video you sent me, right? Which one? Was it him dancing in that video? Yeah, it was. Yeah. He can dance as dumb as hell if he wants. Wow. I don't know. It, it, he's having a hell of a year. This has to be the best season he's ever had. I mean, he is tearing it up. He is contributing all over the ice. And you love to see it. But he kind of, you know, he won that game for us today. Omar as well played very, very well. But Mr. TNT. Yeah, dude. Game. Nice, nice little assist there for Marshy. Yeah. Also, what that had that. that, that Maybe the most interesting thing to happen in the first entire two periods in favor of the Bruins was just the way he kept the puck in on the power play. It didn't result in anything. Right. But he, like, drew Jeff Carter out with him and then just, like, flipped it between both their legs back to Bergeron for a shot. It was insane. Man, they really started slow. And it was... Dude, it was horrible. Yeah. It It, it didn't matter that Jerry had one leg for about seven minutes of ice time. That's how bad it was. Yeah, so... Like, all of the quote-unquote shots were only behind, like, two shots by the time they pulled Jerry. But, like, each of the eight he faced were, like, BS. So, can you explain that to me quickly? Because I got, like, two texts, and you were one of them. Two or three that was like, he's hurt. And I couldn't really... Like, I was looking directly at him when you had sent me that text. And I couldn't they really were, tell from there. They were all over it in the broadcast, which it, is why anyone else knew it. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't super clear. Like, it was, like, maybe kind of clear for a second. He, like, couldn't get up. Basically, the they don't even have, like, a good shot of what happened initially, or they didn't initially on the broadcast as they were, like, going over it. But he gets a puck to the top of his right knee, and it just, like, not. It's, like, dead leg. And like he was laboring on it, he couldn't stand up on it, and it just it seemed like it wouldn't go away, so they pulled him. Damn. So he was like he was sluggish, like we we could have if we could have got pucks on net, we would have got two or three past him. I mean, he probably would have been pulled as soon as one went by, but he was on the ice for a while yeah. laboring. Yeah, I didn't see any of that, but I mean also from where I was sitting, I did lose a little bit of the board's where the penalty, like the side where the penalty box is. So I suppose I couldn't necessarily see his like knee to foot area a little bit mm-hmm. like so well. So I, I didn't notice it at all, but then they did pull him. And I obviously from getting texts from you and some other people, I knew that something was definitely wrong. Um, but I also didn't even see him leave the ice. Like I didn't see him go back to the locker room. Cause you, you know, when they do, because they have to walk across, it's like a walk of shame. When somebody gets tossed, like you remember when Corey Perry got tossed out of that Winter Classic uh, on Dallas? I don't remember yeah. what the what the thing was, but he had that walk of shame all the way back to the locker room. Like, um, I just I just remember that being so weird that they have. To, I mean, I that is what it is. They have to walk. Or how else are they going to get to the locker room? But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't notice that, but I think he just stayed there. I don't think he went to the locker room. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, anything that could be fixed or done. Like, it was just, like, he took a puck to the knee and it was a dead leg. I don't know. Yeah. They didn't They didn't really show him leave the leave the ice like that. They showed him, like, go and sit in that, like, not in the bench area, just slightly behind it to the left. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it was a moment we could have capitalized on, but thankfully Jake DeBrusque uh, showed up twice. Um, and then I don't know how you felt about the Ulmark uh, attempt on net in the empty netter. I didn't but, even I didn't even see it. Like I didn't even notice it. Oh, 
So yeah. So one of those icings was he took a shot from behind his net on goal. And I guess Montgomery's behind the bench and he's just going, I love it. I love it. Dude, <laughs> so. can you imagine like the that that is in the history books forever? Not only did he score a goalie goal, but he did it in an outdoor game at Fenway Park. Like I think I looked well, it up the other day when Swayman was inches away from scoring a goalie goal. There's only 15. It was like 12. I thought it was like 12 or 13. Like. Uh, they said uh, the broadcast said 15. Wow. I don't know. That's, dude, for the league being around for 100 years, like or more than 100 years, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, totally. That, and that one would have been all time because he like flipped it over his net and then yeah. towards theirs. Um, how much of the broadcast did they show? Like, I know you watched the game. Like, did you see all of the pregame stuff? Uh, the yeah, puck drop and all that stuff. Like that. Yeah, that one was yep. that was a really really cool one, man. Like every yeah. legend that you could want to see. Not every, but like so many legends of my top golf partner, Tim Tim Wakefield. <laughs> he you played top golf with Tim Wakefield. He was a couple stalls over when I did it at Fenway. Oh I thought I told you that. God. I thought I, I said that on the podcast. I don't remember. Maybe you did. Um, I have a photo of him, not with him, of him. That's not creepy at all. Yeah. I, yeah. It's <laughs> him taking photos with other people. That's awesome. It's not creepy at all. But it was no, uh, man, it was cool to see Bobby Orr out there. Like I, I don't even remember the last time that I've seen him at an, at an event or anything, you know? It was really cool to have Gretzky talk about Bobby Orr for an extended period of time on the TNT panel uh, and just, like, how that was his motivation. And he told this, like, story about, like, what's considered, like, the coolest goal in hockey, which was, like, Bobby Orr was just skating around and, like, five guys were chasing him for 45 seconds and he (laughs) dropped his glove. He drops his glove behind his net and he goes and gets it, puts it on, goes back down the other end and puts it in. Legend. Legend. Um but yeah, that was that was like you know, because you know Bobby Orr is like an absolute legend. But it's 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 cool to you know hear the great one talk about Bobby Orr in the sense of like that was his inspiration and a hero and stuff like that. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Another thing on the on the broadcast after the game, Marshawn some heavy 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 respect for just the uh, you know the Bruins organization as a whole and everything that Cam and Don have brought to the. Uh, you know, organization in terms of how to act and carry yourself and be and how, how good the moves are in the locker room. And they were just talking about the difference between this year and last year. And Marshawn was sure to have like kind of dodged like a coaching thing with it and, and really like credit having Lindholm and uh, just all these other pieces and how strong they are and deep they are and how much deeper they are really is he credited all the depth, but it was cool to have Marshawn on there. Also Marshawn and biz is just great television. Oh yeah, I, I can't wait to go back so and good. one. I can't wait to go watch the game from a view that I can see everything. And yeah, two, you got to watch the pregame conversation and the postgame stuff and all that stuff too. Yeah. yeah, they call but, him Mister TNT, and he showed up again. Great but assist. I do want to say, like, he's not wrong at all. You know, as much as we have talked poorly about Sweeney and some of the decisions that he's made, mm-hmm. I mean, he is he is hitting right now. Olmark, Lindholm, Taylor Hall, even Felino's oh, yeah. come around. I mean, I, like, our most our most recent gripe is a, a little bit of you're already hitting stop. What right. the hell are you doing? That that was a problem. Well, we all know, and there's no excuse for what happened and all of that. But I mean, with the team 
the current roster as it is, that that is where we're kind of that's what I'm thinking about. And if he pulls off some other magical move at the deadline, like I can't even I couldn't even begin to fathom them actually getting Patrick Kane this year if that happened. One, I don't know that it's necessary, but two, like, can you imagine how stacked your team is if you add him? Like, the first three lines are all top lines. Yeah. So, I, I would, I mean, and I, I think I've said this before, I don't, I, I've, I would love to see Patrick Kane on the Bruins. I mean, that's just, that would be absurd, but... I think I would rather see them go after a solid defenseman than anything. But, yeah, I agree. And please, please just re-sign Pasta already. Yeah, I saw a rumor. Of? Eight years, 88. And it it's his agent debunked it already. Yeah, so, sounded, sounded BS. So I, I guess I was told um, yesterday... That he was offered eleven and a half at the beginning of the season, and that didn't get it done. And from what I've also heard, it doesn't sound like the money is the issue. And Pasta's always said that before too. I, you know, I don't play hockey for money, and you know, obviously they, I get paid well, but it's not the reason that I play this game. But from what I've been hearing is that Pasta wants to know that somebody that they're gonna continue to grow a good team and not just sign him for eight years, and then go into a rebuild for the next five. You know, like he wants to know that they're going to... He, he really wants them to bring in somebody that is going to be here long-term and that's going to be, you know, good for the team. I think the only person that I can think of off the top of my head that is looking for a trade and all of that or going to be traded is Horvath from, from Vancouver. You know, it's a very, very solid center, number one center in the league. And... If you bring him in here and sign him long term, I mean that gives Pasta a lot of confidence that you're not just rolling over once Bergeron's done. So, right. I, I think you, I understand that it's really hard to do in the season because of where our cap is, but in the off season it should be doable. It's just is that too far away? Are we are we really risking losing him for nothing in the off season if we don't get a move done that he would like? You know. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I I think it's just it's it's not going to happen until the off season, and that's terrifying. And but I just think that's what we're facing now. I know he doesn't want to go anywhere else, but he might choose to if the you know the uh, the prime of his career is a rebuild. I don't think that he wants that. Yeah. I don't it's not like he's going to stop focusing on this season at any point. Either. No, absolutely not. So, I mean, the ultimate goal is to win the cup, obviously, and then go from there. So, hopefully, that's that's where we end up this year, and then we can talk about uh, how he was signed during the celebration. <laughs> yeah, that would be fantastic. But anyway, that's gold. Cool. Let's talk about let's let's continue to talk about the. Uh, the good today, not the uh, the unfortunate no pasta signing yet. How did you feel about the Bruins warm up, or not the warm up the uh, the outfits coming into the game? Awesome, 
I love that they actually played catch because those gloves were like ancient, and I was like, no way this is gonna go well. But yeah. they they rocked it. It was so cool. It was such a good idea yeah. for them to do that. And then Pittsburgh. They'd been did it planning too. it for over a year, I guess. Oh really? That's what they said. Yeah, they said they had that in mind. You know, probably probably shortly after the announcement. Well, I would imagine all of that stuff was custom made, so that that makes sense yeah. that they've been looks sick. They've been yeah. working on it for a while. Yep. Pasta made out of pasta. That was cool. That was the other day. That was weird. Yeah, that was cool. That was, that was strange. Uh, he gave away his sunglasses from warm-ups today. That was also pretty cool. Oh, he did. He's just a he's just a G dude. He had like the green monster green stick today. Yeah. He had like some green monster green in his skates. He's just swagger by swagger about a thousand. You know, when I was at practice yesterday, they had him mic'd up or they had, they, you know, they were doing something after practice. They put him in the full uniform um, and they had him taking slap shots and doing, there must have been some promo and stuff like that. I mean, he's the guy. I mean, let's be yeah. real here. Once Bergeron's done, I, 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 it leads me to believe that if Pasta's here long term, then he's the next captain. Like, you know, it's between him and McAvoy in my eyes, but, um, I mean, it's just pasta. Everybody loves pasta. You see, you see so many jerseys around. You know, he is the number one, like, fan favorite, I would say, aside from Bergeron, aside from Marchand. Like, there, I would say even it probably goes Bergeron, pasta, and then Marchand. I know that's crazy to say, but that's what it feels like. Like, from looking at all the jerseys and looking at how many fans he has specifically, like, he, he's such a likable person and a, such a likable player that, you know, I, I really hope they get it done. And it's just he's so much fun to watch, one, as a as a hockey player, and two, just, like, he's always in a good mood and it, it makes it fun for everybody else, you know? It's, yeah, it's so much, it's a, it's just a better product yeah. watching him, you know? Yeah. Uh, just he's such a vibrant and just like attention like in like well how about what he did earlier this year pretending to be missoula during the celtics (laughs) like quarter intermission hilarious like he's so invested in the city and in both organizations and just like he loves you know being a part of boston sports not just the bruins and you know he's he's in the mvp conversation for this year uh, so is Bergeron. It's crazy. Yeah, we got some. We got some crazy good talent going this year. Yeah, let's keep it around. This you know? uh, this All Star game should be interesting to see yeah. who. You know, we're only a month away from it now, and if it started today, I would say it's got to be Pasta, Olmark, maybe even Bergeron. You know, like the, mean, all of those Olmark, guys are deserving to who's, be there. Who's who's starting in net over Olmark? No one. No, absolutely. Especially not. especially with the way they do it now. Right, but if it, even if it was East West again, who's starting in that over? No one. Twenty-one, one and one. That's that is absurd. Like when when's the last time I I can't even remember. Like obviously goalies have started hot. Vasilevsky, I'm sure, has had a great start like this. I'm or pretty similar. sure it's all time. Yeah, but it, he might he might it, it might already it might already be all time. I'm not sure. Yeah, they were saying something about it. I mean, he is but. absolutely running away with the Vesna right now. Like it, sprinting, it's it, not even yeah. Yeah, if I mean like he's got, today. he's got like a seven seven game like horrible loss. He could he could have seven horrible losses and still like accomplish the business. Right. <laughs> um, 
crazy. There was an interesting. So I mean, you you had mentioned it before that the game was dull. I mean, it was boring. Like for a bit yeah. there, there were times where I don't know. Like was it? Did it look slow on TV? Like did it look like the ice was was slowing the puck down, or or did it look normal? It looked like the Penguins knew how to deal with the conditions, and the Bruins didn't. Okay. It looked like it was way more, sl- and like it looked like one half of the ice was more sluggish than the other, which may have been the case, but I just don't think was. I mean, all of the goals um, were scored on one end. Well, then, yeah, I think that is a good I, point. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but that ends up being the same end it was in the first period, right? Right. So, I don't know. Uh, it you know it looked it looked sluggish. It looked a little choppy. Weird bounces, you know. But that's what it's all about. That's why we. That's why we do these outdoor games. We know the conditions are off. We even accept. They even count when they're here in Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium in sixty degree weather and slush. Dude, so, I, uh, speaking of that, it was worse. pretty much perfect weather today. It was like 45, 50 degrees. Like I was it, gonna say, yeah, it looked it looked ideal. It couldn't there. have been better. I mean, yeah, obviously, it would have, could have been better not for the cold. ice conditions, but for fan perspective, it was amazing i think it i think it held too it didn't feel like the ice got any worse over time it kind of felt like it was it was what it was going to be and they had to take care of it like just as much as they usually do maybe even more so i don't know if they do more ice crew breaks i feel like they maybe do more outdoors than indoors but you were there i guess surprisingly not not more it didn't it didn't feel like more i mean and that might be an opportunity thing i think they'll do it as many times as they can and with the television broadcast it's no different right um um, when they were talking, yeah, no. when they you were could talking, see, you to, could see it for sure. Uh, when they were talking to DeBrusque after the game, he made a comment about what Felino had said during the second intermission, going into the third, and he he said, uh, "You know, it's a dream come true, so don't waste it. We're the best third period team in the league, so let's go prove it." And then they went out there and they scored. You know, like that's the type of leadership. Like I know that it's just a guy saying a thing, but. You know, you didn't hear one of the younger guys coming out and saying that. That's the type of Keith, stuff that Felino brings to this team. Keith Yandel was commenting about how he was in the locker room a couple like earlier this week talking to McAvoy. Yeah. And going to McAvoy and he just and him going like we we're we we are so calm if we're down two, we're down one, we're up two, we're up one, we're tied. Like we're always confident we're gonna win the game. And it's just like that's and then that's what Bergeron was or I'm sorry, that's what Marshawn was echoing uh, like on up through Cam and Sweeney on down. It's just a confidence and a trust and like family and like how they get along and like spend a lot of time together on and off the ice. It's crazy. It's It's awesome. It's just it just goes to show you that it's not just one or two leadership guys like everybody in this team they're they all bought in like when you when you put taylor hall on the third line and he's like i will do whatever you want me to do if you don't want me on the second line you want me on the third line i don't care paychecks cashing the same ain't it exactly but it's it's more than that though it's more like i want to do whatever it's going to take to win and if that means I'm on the third line, if that means I'm taking some shifts on the fourth line, and it's not that he's played bad at all. It's that we're deep. Like, our team is deep, and the chemistry between certain players is great. Izaka and Krejci and Pasta has been so good that that forces him to go to the third line. But the whole entire team, it, it, they just bought in. They want it. They want this, and they're they're calm, and they're ready to go out there and win. I don't know, man. 
It feels good. It does. It looks good too. But yeah, I mean, it's it really was good out there. It was such. I, a I don't feel today. worried when we're when we're down a goal. You know? No. And, and that that was like we're in it. You know, what's funny too is I I ran into my brother, not ran into him, but we met up with him after the second period, and I was like, "What's going to happen here is we're going to tie it up, and then we're going to go to overtime, and then we're going to win." And then we ended up not having to go to overtime, thank God, because we constantly are going to overtime recently. Whether we win yeah. or lose, it's great to get a point, but like I, that that was just what I, I saw coming. And we ended up scoring the goal, and then obviously we won in regulation, and Pittsburgh almost tied it up at the very end there. From what yeah. I saw, I don't I don't know what really what they were saying on the broadcast, but it looked close. It it hit Malkin's stick as time expired oh. uh, so about about a second too late there so that's way too close though it was in it was yeah i mean and old mark's celebration is pretty fucking hilarious sorry i'm penny but you can tell he's just like uh yeah and then the ref's just like waving it off and he's just like oh no we're good yes! yeah it was like <laughs> you remember you remember edelman being like they got to review the call in the super bowl everybody yeah. get off the field they got to review the call and then he sees belichick and he's like did they review it? He goes, yeah, we won. All right, let's go. And then they just start going crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, it's like the same thing. Oh, man. What a it game. Was, it was sick. And, you know, despite how boring we found it to be, you know, the TNT panelists were sure to say they felt like it was a great, you know, signature game as as the Winter Classic has become for the NHL, uh, especially with the result. And, you know, honestly, it was a fantastic finish. So, yeah. great third period. But, you know, pretty boring first two. Hey, people are talking about this World Cup as the greatest game ever. And that that thing was boring until the 80th minute. So, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, slow starts can still mean great games, I guess. And this yeah, I mean, was it was a, a great game. Project. It was. It was. I'm so happy we ended up on top. But yeah. honestly, you know, I like to think that even if, you know, they squeezed it out, it's just it's just such a great thing that the NHL does. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not exhibition. That's the best part. Right. It, it matters. Yep. Which I also think that a lot of teams that end up turning down opportunities to play in the Winter Classic because it I, – I, that's what I've heard. I mean, it is one game, so I don't know how much they would actually want to do that, like want to turn it down. Yeah. But I mean, listen, two points some you know, is, is all the difference sometimes. Sure. It's, it's, un, it's understandable, I guess. But um, I, 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 I like the – Especially with more and more of these outdoor games, like is this the only one this year? I doubt it, right? There's probably another stadium series or something. I don't know about stadium series. I think they do the Heritage Classic every year, but um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, but anyways, it's just like you know, you're not the only one going through it, and it is like kind of an honor and a privilege in terms of like popularity and absolutely national grasp and everything like that. Just it's you know, and this goes back to the TV deal. It was just it was really cool to have this on TNT. Yeah. Fun facts, Bergeron, I think, has played in five outdoor games now, which might be the most. Um, his, his record's going to be pretty damn good. And then Pasta leads he leads all-time goals in outdoor games with four. Two, four goals in two games. I, I was hoping he was going to get another one today or a couple, but... I mean, he's still uh, he's still up there. Nobody passed him today, so... I wanted somebody to get the empty net, yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, but, but yeah, dude, I don't know. It, it was a blast. I, I, I have a feeling that our next outdoor game will end up being away again. I mean, we've had four of them at home. So, or three of them at home, I believe. Yeah. Three. 
two one at, two at Fenway, one at Gillette. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't need to go back to Gillette. No, nah, I don't think so either. But I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we end up seeing you know a, a Bruins Toronto in Toronto or something like that. That might be a fun one. Um, That'd be cool. But there's a lot of cool opportunities, and you know we'll we'll see what what the next one is. And you know I kept saying after the last has there one, been one in Canada yet for Bruins, just in general. Uh. Yeah. Actually, I don't know because Toronto played, uh, Montreal played here. Toronto played in Detroit. I don't know. I mean, I would have to look it up. Aside from the Heritage Classic, that's always in Canada, but um, right. But Winter Classic, maybe, I'm not entirely maybe, sure. Maybe that's, the, maybe that's the whole thing. Yeah. Winter true. Classics here, Heritage Classics there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, good day. I'm exhausted from it, but well worth it. And our next game isn't until Thursday, which I will see you there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you will. I'm flying in Thursday. We're going to go to the Kings game. We're going to have a blast. I'm excited, man. Look forward to this trip now. It feels like I'm going to be doing it every year. We got to, dude. Had such a good time last year that I was like, we got, we have to go again this year. Got to go again. Get a little stretch going. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you want to talk about the Celtics? I know that there's, it's a little, yeah, I think we should. It's, I mean, oh, we actually, what's that? We have a little, we have a, we have another, we have another call in from the uh, Boston Badger. If you want to hear that before we get into that. Oh, wow. New year, same Badger. Maybe. I don't know. haven't listened to this yet, so. It's new Badger. Let's let's hear what he's got to say real quick. I mean, okay, okay, okay. It's only fair hey, before fellas, we go into something he doesn't know I about. I want to say Happy New Year. Uh, oh sure. You know, I know it's not easy to put on a podcast, so the nosebleed faithful certainly uh, appreciate what you guys <laughs> do. The only thing I want to badger you guys about is uh, first and foremost, uh, okay. Andrew. I apologize to you. It's hard what? for me to do. I hate to do it, but Swayman. Is not playing as well as he should. <laughs> it's certainly highlighted when he let in a goal with 130 left, um, but he he's got to play better. The most important thing that I've I've learned over this stretch of, of games is you learn as much about the Bruins' losses as you do about the Celtics in the exact opposite way. They, you know the Bruins they get down, they play gritty, they play hard, they win the good game. When the Celtics get down, man, they just the cowards, they fall behind. <laughs> okay. They stop playing. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a team that's never going to win. So I'll, I'll stand with the Bruins all day. I think <laughs> oh the Celtics God. are still cowards. Uh, end of the day, again, like I said, thank you for putting on this podcast. Uh, everyone who's, who listens appreciates it. So uh, would love to get your thoughts, and, uh, and I'll, I, uh, I'll be sending you uh, a voice memo soon. Andrew, if you're gonna be at the uh, the Winter Classic, you know, let me know. I'll, I might be there. So oh man, maybe we oh, can uh, link up and I'll, I'll drink two that. beers. I'll drink two beers for us. So, uh, <laughs> like I said, have a good one. I'll talk to you guys soon. I believe that he drank two beers and then two beers and then probably two more after that. He'd had about four, and probably during that whole little recording right there. Yeah. <coughs> How do you feel oh, about God. him calling out? The, I mean, first of all. I don't know why he's saying sorry to me about Swayman. I, maybe because I'm like kind of the the Bruins guy here, but uh, you know, it's not like I've been I've been 
on the completely all Swayman's got to be the number one guy this whole time. No, I feel like we've been open minded about the goaltending thing and Swayman's having a slumping year of sorts. It's still not bad. I mean, he's still got a winning record. Sure. And he's getting points. We're going to overtime. I mean, it's, you know, is what it is at this point, but. It is, and I I think he's better than this, but you know, absolutely. It's in, and uh, it it is yeah, it is what it is. Is how I feel with Swayman, and we just got to count our blessings. We have Ulmar, dude. He hates the Celtics, huh? It, yeah, what a what a what a <laughs> what a wild December for, for the Badger. Cow cowards. When do we? Where where's Gallinari? <laughs> I don't believe in this team. Uh. Now, now they <laughs> every when they time get they're down, down they're, they're done. They're a bunch of cowards, is what he says. Wow, I don't, I don't know where to begin with that. It's we've lost him. I don't know. It's sad. I don't and know it, how to bring him back. I mean, at least, well, I don't know. Maybe we go on a winning streak or something, and then you know we make the playoffs, make it run, and then he'll be back in. We were on a winning streak at the time of his him recording this. <laughs> and then we man. lost the Nuggets last night. I don't know, man. First loss of the year. Uh, you know, December was a little rough, but the way I see it when I look at the uh, the old standings is the Boston Celtics are, you know, the best in the East. And they are therefore the best in the league. And I it's it's hard to have notes on that. There are notes. There's plenty of room to grow and improve. Uh the Nets are something we're gonna have to talk about. We're talking about. I was talking to our old friend Jack Herzog about coming on Ooh. while he's in town. Uh, but you know, big win on Christmas Day against the Bucks. Uh, big four-game winning streak that we had there. Um, Shout out Jason Tatum for dunking on Giannis. By the way, so sick. Not as and not the first time, and won't be the last. No. So let's get that clear too. Not the first, <laughs> won't be the last. Uh, the, a couple of these losses, like the Magic back-to-back loss we talked about. We lost to the Pacers uh, last week. The Pacers are tough. They're really good, uh, in my opinion. We got to beat teams like that, but it's not like the end of the world. It's not like we dropped one to the Detroit Pistons, you know, uh, and knock on wood that we don't do that. Anyways, um, no, I, I feel I feel fine about the Celtics right now. I don't I don't I don't think we're far and away favorites uh, to win it all. I think Jason Tatum. Needs to do some outlandish performance to win the MVP now after Luka Doncic's 60-20-10 triple-double. Wow. And uh, Nikola Jokic's uh, whatever he did that only Wilt Chamberlain's all, ever done. It was like a 40-20 performance or something. Um, yeah. <laughs> Those cowards are still the best in the NBA. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> oh, someone's gonna end this this damn Brooklyn streak. It's it's nauseating. They've won eleven in a row. Wow, I don't love that. No, it's they look good. It's a thing. So, yeah, he. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, I think I think you're right. I I think he's more talking about how when they get down, they're kind of out of it. Like they they're losing by a good so, chunks. Yeah. But I mean, it felt that way last night. They kept chipping away at it, uh, but like to lose to the Nuggets without Jamal Murray was upsetting. Uh, that was again another game we probably should have won. But no. Do you think they're didn't. kind of like over these these holiday games? 
Like, they're like, oh, I got to play on Christmas Day. Oh, I got to play on New Year's Day. Like, I just want to be home. I was pretty confused about the NBA having three significant marquee matchups yesterday and not a single one of them nationally televised. Like, especially the the Celtics Nuggets. Like, two very good teams. Yeah. Even at the beginning of the year, I don't know how that's not a scheduled televised game. So, yeah, that kind of bummed me out. But Hmm. I'm sure it's exhausting, yeah. They're also on the road. They're they're like back on the road, and I don't know. It's time to kind of focus and get to the swing of things. Yeah, because they just team... had like ten games at home, right? Something like that. Yeah, yeah crazy home game stretch. Home stretch. It was uh, one, two, seven straight. Yeah, home. I remember it being. Now like... we got four on the road, and yeah, and there was a bunch of Bruins too. So the guys working the you know the the swap over must be. They must have been hating it. It's like every day, it's like switch it back over to the court, switch it yeah, back over to the right, ice. Right through the holiday season, too. Yeah. It, was, it started on uh, December 16th through December 29th. Where that was that seven-game stretch for the Celtics, I which gotta... they dropped the first three but won the last four. You know, you got to be all right about that. I, uh, I got pretty spoiled with how many home games the Bruins have had. And now I'm looking at the schedule, and I think we have four home games in January and three home games in February. Well, you're hitting at least two of the away games. <laughs> That's true. And the All-Star game. You're going to the All-Star game? I am. When Did I know that? I think I told you, but... Where is that this year? It's in Florida. So you want to come out, or what are you thinking? Oh, All-Star boy. weekend? Oh, man, it's, that's, that's a tough... That's a that's a tough thing to pass up the state of Florida, but I'll have to see how my money looks. <laughs> it's um uh, to be honest it's with you, Panthers or Tampa? It's it's Panthers, which to me is better. Um, yeah, I I definitely. love I love Tampa's Emily Arena and all that, but um, I like the Panthers better because it's more open, it's less in the city, so it's like way more laid back. Um, and I don't know, maybe we didn't talk about this because I got tickets. I went to go get tickets for the for the skills competition and the and the game, and I was like, I if if I can only get one, I'd rather go to the skills because it's more it's like a more fun day. I think. Um, I'm with you. Yeah, like I, that's how I wanted to do the derby over the All Star game, but I was lucky enough to go to both. But I got a ticket that got that does both game. It does both days. Hey, there you go. So I was like, oh, sick, and it wasn't that bad. It was like two hundred or under. Like it was it was definitely affordable. Um. So I'm excited, man. It's, it's going to be fun. I've never been to an All-Star game. Of any kind. Of any kind. I kind of miss the old two-team thing, but it's it's cool what they do. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I want to see who's better. For sure. I just felt like hockey was more like who's better. They've, but, they've done so many I guess different. I guess it kind of is like conference-wise now, but the teams are like, I would almost rather they do four big teams and they do just like shorter games or something. I don't yeah. know. Or like two two D two D lines and like it's still five on five, but it's like two D lines and three O lines. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm looking forward to it though. Yeah. I mean me too. I'm uh Yeah, you're gonna have to see we're gonna have to look into that, see if you can make I'm gonna have to look into that, yeah. See if I can come to Florida. When is it? February what, late? No, the very first weekend. February? Yeah. Okay. We'll do a little we'll do a little research while I'm out there this week. 
We'll look into it. We'll look into it. We'll, we'll talk. We'll look into it. I'll have my people talk to your people, and that's just me and you in a room talking to one another. Yeah, we'll have lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'm stoked for you to get out here. It's crazy. Next episode we're, we're recording is in person. Yes, absolutely. That's pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we'll be hitting at least two of the games. Um, yeah, anybody that's going to the games, if if uh, if you're yep. going to be out there, hit us up. Yeah, I think uh, I think the move for the Kings game is maybe get down there early, and the Celtics are nationally televised on Thursday Ooh. against Dallas on TNT at four thirty Eastern time. So we get down there early, maybe pop into Tom's Urban, grab a table, eat some food, watch some Celtics, and then walk across the street and watch some Bruins. Man, you know me. Every time I'm out there, I'm along for the ride. So you 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 tell me what we're doing, and I'm I'm there. Let's go. Cool, we'll figure it out. Sounds good, man. Well, let's right. let you get some rest, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to uh I'm going to get ready, get packed, get all that and and jet over there this week, and then we'll be recording another episode later um to put up on Monday, probably do it after the the games and stuff. So, um I can't wait, man. Looking forward to it. So, happy new year to everybody. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast every week. Um, like I always say, you know, we, we do this because everybody listens and it's it's super fun. And we grew a lot this year or this past year, and we hope to do that again this year. So um, thank you guys very much. And we'll, Yeah, we'll, tell your friends, DM us, send voice memos. Absolutely. Be, be like, one like the Badger. We got time. Yeah, exactly. We want to hear from all of you, all you Badgers out there. We want to hear from. I didn't even. I didn't even have the energy. You're the tired one, and I. As soon as he said, I don't believe in them. They're cowards. <laughs> this is just what I feel like. Oh. The city of Boston thinks about this team. Anyways, two teams, both first in their leagues respectively, as we turn the new year. Happy New Year to you, my friend. Same to you, buddy. Let's go, and stretch. <laughs>